Okay, welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I'm still your host, Robert Johnson, and this episode will be about endurance for badminton players. And this is a topic I've um, been digging deep into the last couple of weeks because I'm currently writing an I don't know how how you if you would call an ebook, but some a, a file I've been writing a in a document a pretty long text about uh, endurance and how it affects us as badminton players what it is in in a badminton context because when we think of endurance athletes we think of marathon runners uh, triathletes people who do ironmans or uh, cross country skiing and stuff but uh, endurance is is a part of of badminton as well we need some sorts of of endurance which is um, uh, it could be things like uh, being able to to play a full match at at your top intensity being able to play a full rally a long rally and not being too tired the next one or even being able to uh, to be competitive during a, a weekend of, of competition that takes a different kind of, of endurance. So <clears throat> let's just um, get into this topic and I will give you some practical advice about uh, what you can do if uh, I will go through uh, two very common um, problems with endurance and how you can can begin to fix them and it will be all what you can do on the court with like multi feeding sessions or even some shadow play where you just or maybe you should say footwork sessions but there will also be a part which is about what you can do outside of the court say you will have uh, two sessions a week with your club or maybe you only train twice a week uh, with your friends or something but you want to improve what can you do um, when you're running or yeah what should you do and uh, I will try to to spin it as much as I can to to get every possible aspect in because we are all so different and we need to to take that into consideration when when just speaking because this is only in general terms which means that you might think after this podcast ah that doesn't really apply to me but as i can uh, what i can say about the ebook i'm i'm writing it will be free and uh, it will give you the tools for for you to create your own training program but there will also be a training program in it so um and as I said, it will be free. I will let you know when it's out. But I mean, I also want to, to do an introduction to endurance. As I've said, we usually think about marathon runners because the marathon is an, an endurance event. But if you Google endurance, then you will you'll get a few different answers when you ask, like, what is endurance? And the first thing is, uh, and I'm quoting... The ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. 
The second is the capacity of something to last or to withstand wear and tear. And lastly, uh, denoting or relating to a race or other sporting event that takes place that takes place over a long distance or otherwise demands great physical stamina. Okay, so uh, even there, there is a lot of um, focus on the uh, pure endurance events, but even uh, like whatever kind of of sport you're doing it takes some sort of endurance it will be different it's not like a marathon but it will be different like for instance uh um i i i lost my wording but uh, a football player or soccer i hate saying soccer but i'm just gonna say football because i'm european and it's actually called football so if you're a football player, then you need to be able to last 90 minutes plus the the added time. If you were only to to be able to play at like 70 minutes at your full intensity and the last 20 is you're totally gone, then you will lose because you don't have the endurance for that um, for that sport. The same goes for. Um, like even 200 meters runners or to say yeah to 100 200 meters it's that's not considered a endurance event but if you're totally untrained and you're supposed to run as fast as you can then 100 meters and 200 meters will actually be really it will be really difficult and you probably can't even do 200 meters at at full speed without dropping off too much but that's a totally different kind of endurance and and it's fairly it's basically a bad example because it only takes a little training to actually be able to to run 200 meters as fast as you can without uh, dropping too much now it will be really slow probably but it's not that hard to uh, to get your physical stamina to a point where you actually can run that distance but as a badminton player we have demands that we as i said also in, in the beginning at we need to be able to play a long rally and then start another rally without losing too much performance even though some will occur but we also need to be able to to play a full game a full match um, a full weekend of competition because that's our endurance and this is not that much about how you increase your speed uh, this podcast is just about if you're having if you're having problem with most of us will have a problem with either recovering fast enough between between rallies and being able to last uh, a full tournament those will be the most common uh, problems or or areas we want to improve because uh, there are a lot of um, Examples even in the in the pro circuit where they have uh, a lot of uh, three game uh, yeah three game matches where they uh, where they get to the to finals on Sundays and they their their bodies are totally gone they don't have the endurance they don't have anything left and we can also say that endurance is also about there are some mental aspects of it as well because. Uh, maybe you are 
really fit. You have great aerobic capacity, you have great um, muscle strength and muscle endurance, but you can't um, stay in the in the pain zone, if you were to say so. Um, where because in a, in a game your your heart rate will be elevated quite a lot we will be near our max at some point and maybe you're really bad at, at just um, enduring that pain or even the lactic acid that you feel in, in your legs now uh, i use the term like the term lactic acid is is used a lot even though uh, we have done some like we I, <laughs> I say we like I've done something I haven't done anything of it but um, uh, sports scientists have tried just um, giving people um, the amount of lactic acid which we can find in in athletes who are just done uh, like doing a maximal uh, test where they they have so much pain in their legs that they can't walk and they've then injected that amount of, uh, of lactic acid in a person who's just sitting still and that person doesn't feel any pain. So there are more mechanisms than just the lactic acid itself but it's a common term used for just describing the burning sensation in the muscle. But anyway, so we have the mental endurance as well. Maybe you're you just have a problem with getting through matches, uh, especially when you're tired. That's a sort of endurance as well. But, um, so yeah, we have some players then that just can't, um, who have a problem with uh, uh, playing, uh, being able to perform at them at their top level during so many days in a row. And then we have players who just, like they they can't um, when it's a three game match and um, and it's it's late in the game or even starting the third set they just can't do anything else their, their legs are gone um, and yeah so so that's um, that's what this uh, this podcast is about basically and of course you will like even if we, we were to increase our endurance, uh, as I will talk about soon, we also need to to uh, recognize that uh, building mental toughness is also important just to um, to get used to the pain because uh, a part of being a, a better athlete is actually getting used to being uncomfortable. And this is not some David Goggins thing, even though he's completely right about what he's saying. Uh, anyway, you should read his book, um, Can't Hurt Me, by David Goggins. Read it, it will, it's amazing. So you, you, you should read it. But the thing about be, be, to accept being really uncomfortable and it's, it's, uh, it's really hard physically to, to play games is important. Because it won't get easier. Like, I know we, we as spectators just look at the matches between Lee Sean Whaley and Dan, where they're playing at uh, insane intensity during a whole game, like uh, the 2011-2012 World Champion and uh, Olympic Finals. Like, their intensity is so high, but trust me, they are really, really exhausted playing those those matches. Their, Their heart rate is really high, and... 
they're just able to to withstand that they're used to the feeling and they can actually um, um, they can actually handle it so um, so actually getting used to and have a mindset of I'm not going to be comfortable but I'm totally fine with it because you're not e- you're not going to be comfortable either so I just wanted to say that because it's it's really important to to be aware of that and that that's also part of the mental endurance as we spoke about and I can say that there's a lot of different aspects of of endurance for badminton players we have the aerobic fitness we have the muscular endurance we have uh, the mental endurance as i've said we can even have problems with um, the low pain threshold for lactic acid or um, the problems can be that we can't play many matches during a weekend we can't play long rallies we don't have any explosiveness or power late in the game um, there are also different reasons to why we experience the, um, the match as, or why we're actually expending more, or that we're, we're spending too much energy because our, our footwork is bad. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean we're slow, it just means that we're wasting a lot of energy. Because we need to think of it as like maybe you, you actually have really good aerobic fitness. Your muscles uh, are also very durable and and um, strong. And it's nothing wrong with that in per se. It's just that we're wasting so much energy doing um, wrong things with our footwork. Because a marathon runner wouldn't be able to, to run down uh, Lichon Way in if, if, even if they were playing at a, um, at a high level of even if we're playing at the marathon runners level because they aren't used to to moving that way uh, and that's where the different sports um, have their own unique things but what I want to say about the footwork and the technique is uh, a good example of this is you don't <laughs> if you're listening to this in English you have no idea how I look how I um, like my background in sports or anything um, I've played badminton for many years I, uh, I'm i not going to get into my career but uh, I'm, 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 I'm a big guy like I've, I've been strength training for many many years and also playing badminton at the same time and why can't I then who like yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so hard to say numbers without bragging but Okay, so I bench press 130 kilos, and I did before I injured my shoulder, thanks badminton. But anyway, so I can bench press 130 kilos, and we know from, from research that handball players, uh, there is a correlation between uh, your max bench press and how hard you can, can uh, throw the ball. Okay, so we know that. Badminton, like, it's different, but, you know, we need to use similar muscles in in throwing uh, so why can't i for instance smash harder than uh, say govisham or any pro player which i'm most certainly more um, stronger than and that is because the technique uh, i for instance i can't 
get my full body power into the smash. Like when I maybe I can, but I'm not timing it correctly, or um, I just don't get the power from um, from all the way from my foot down to my fingers. It's supposed to be. Uh, think of it like a like a long uh, you know like a long whip, which uh, when you whip it, it uh, it sounds a lot. That was the worst explanation of my life, but I think you know what I mean. Um, because then it's um, it it does like a waveform until every bit of power is at the end, and then the um, the sound comes because every every bit of power is just there. Okay, so for instance, in my case, it's probably because I can't get my, I'm just smashing with my arm and I'm not getting my hip into the into the movement as much as I should. And that will affect my smash smashing power greatly because uh, like if you look at Govishem or, or the other players, they can get like from their feet up uh, through your whole body they can get the power don't waste anything and just get it uh, in the shuttle via the racket though then <laughs> use the Swedish um, so not wasting energy is also important because if I were to waste like 50% of my energy on something that doesn't uh, make me move faster or make me m move at all then I'm, I'm just wasting energy um, and it's not my endurance that's the fault. My endurance is a lim is not the limiting factor for my endurance in that case. So I just wanted to say that because it's really important that we uh, that we know that. And we have a like badminton is a demanding sport, and we need to be able to have good aerobic and anaerobic conditioning combined with the flexibility and the psychological abilities. Uh, there are a lot a lot more as well but uh, we need those things and most of us aren't trained for that uh, we, we aren't uh, we don't have the physical stamina the physical like we don't have the speed the power the strength the uh, aerobic capacity to actually uh, play at a higher level because that's that's our um, our limiting factor like even Victor Axelsen can improve his physical abilities um, for him it's a lot smaller things he can work on than for us because he is a top level athlete and as of right now the best badminton player in the world but for him it might be just to improve his flexibility in the ankle joint just a little bit because that's that's all he can do because he's uh, uh, he does as much as he can but for us we, we might be able to improve our aerobic capacity our power and uh, even strength during a couple of months but for him it's so much harder because he needs to train a lot just to maintain his his physical ability um, so that's the difference but um, I'm not going to talk too much about that because the solution for, for just not being uh, trained enough to actually play a badminton game is just to practice more. You need more volume in your training. And uh, um, like just do intervals, some multi-feeding um, 
and then see what happens. But the th two things we're going to talk about today is aerobic fitness, like the aerobic capacity um, and the muscular endurance. So when it comes to the aerobic fitness, we need to um, we need to think of it as different things. It's a part of the recovery between the rallies because um, aerobic capacity and the aerobic ability you have is is strongly connected to your um, recoverability, and that goes from ses session to session, which is important for. Um, being ready for the next practice session or the next game during a day but um, everyone will benefit from increasing their aerobic fitness because we will uh, recover faster and if you're less tired than your opponent during the next rally then you're more more likely to win that uh, and if you're if you think that your aerobic fitness is, is bad or it just isn't good enough, uh, do a Cooper test, which is, uh, you can do it in two different ways. You can do a 3000 meters uh, running test for time or 12 minutes um, or run 12 minutes for as long as you can. And then that will give you some indication of where you are in your aerobic fitness because it you can do a VO2 max test in a lab, but it's expensive and it's hard to, to be able to actually get to a lab. And therefore, this test will, it's cheap and it's really reliable, so you should do it. And if you, if you don't, like, don't settle for anything lower than, than um, uh, the very good um, or the elite in your age group. Because as a badminton player, you need to be at that level. Um, like, of course, it's if you're playing at a low, low level, then you don't need to have elite level aerobic fitness. Then it's it's actually very good for your health to have it. But yeah. So if you're if you say you're normal, like in the range of from bad to good to from very bad to very good, say you're normal in the middle. Okay. Uh, what I would suggest that you do is that you do at least two sessions of of running or like it could be bike, it could be on the elliptical, um, whatever. But do a long run, which is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say low, long run, which is a slow, like really slow. You should be able to talk. It should be enjoyable. It should it shouldn't be that hard. And when you finish it, you shouldn't you shouldn't be. Uh, finished like you should be you should feel really good when you're when you're done so you do a long slow run and uh, if you're really new it's totally fine to to walk in between just to not get your heart rate too high do that and like combine the slow running with uh, walking and do that for about an hour um, I say anything from 30 to 70 minutes um, for the long slow run because the, the recovery is super fast after such a, such a session um, so it doesn't affect you that much but uh, then I would also recommend you a, a hard session of four by four minutes which is four rounds of four minutes intervals with three minutes re active rest uh, which means like slow jog or walking 
and you you're supposed to go pretty hard you don't want to to do your max at the first interval because you need to you don't want to get your legs too too heavy or too tired for the next round but do that and uh, and wait a couple of weeks and see how you feel uh, don't increase anything more than 10% per week because that's just too much um and uh, like in the beginning, you can increase uh, at ten percent, but as you get uh, longer and longer into your um, training, you can't um, improve that much every week because it's just yeah, you'll get um, yeah your injury injury risk will increase too much. But if you are able to do a multi session or or um, um, or a footwork session that's great but if you were to do a multi-session with the with the, uh, feeding exercises then I would recommend that you do uh, like yeah I recommend uh, you need to scale it to your uh, abilities and your level but say 10 by 10 shuttles which is uh, a total of 100 shuttles uh, do a round of 10 shuttles and wait for 15 seconds between the rounds um, and just go through them. You could have 20 seconds as well. Um, just, just make sure that the first time you do it, it's not too hard. Like in the end, like the last three or four might be really difficult, but um, the first should, should be okay. Uh, then you can increase... Um, say them uh, the number of rounds or the numbers of shuttles each week so say you add one shuttle or one round per week but you can even do it as you stay at 10 by 10 shuttles and just decrease the rest with one second every week until you get down to 10 or 5 seconds i don't know how how, how long you can go but uh, there are different things you can do there but I would, um, I would recommend building up some, some volume, say, slowly increase, like, think of it as a, as a long, long period of, of training with the 10 by 10, but increase it till you get to 15 by 15 shuttles uh, with 15 seconds rest. And then you can start decrease the, the rest or go even uh, higher in intensity. So... You can you can choose uh, what suits you best, but doing that sort of training will actually really improve your your uh, recovery between rallies. But if you go too hard and you don't get enough time to rest between each rally, the air or between each round, then you will suffer in in a different way. You won't be able to. Um, then it's not as much aerobic as anaerobic which means that you will have a lot of lactic acid present and it will be a lot of pain so you need to figure out what what works best for you uh, but then we get into the part of, of muscular endurance i'm just gonna drink a bit and um, uh, how do you know that it's the muscular endurance that's hindering you from from uh, making progress or from winning games or whatever and that is when you feel that your legs are too heavy or that it, it's too much lactic acid uh, which is not 
you need to be able to separate from your pain threshold but this will the training i would suggest will actually improve your uh, pain tolerance um, also but when you feel like it's not the lungs or the heart that just like keeps pumping you can't breathe that's not the issue in in losing games or or which is making you not win it's um it's rather that you don't have anything left in the legs and it's too much pain and you 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 get slow really fast um so so then it might be a, that might be uh, muscular endurance that's the problem and there are some things that you can do um, with some multi-sessions uh, and that might be then doing some uh, some longer uh, intervals where you, do, you don't get to rest enough maybe 70 20 uh, like 70 seconds on say you're doing some some footwork 70 seconds on 20 seconds off and do that and just work through the pain uh, which will also be great for for actually being able to tolerate more uh, pain in the legs and still being able to not lose uh, performance but i recommend in this period some strength training and that's to um, to uh, to actually increase your explosiveness and your power which will make you faster uh, hopefully it will make you faster um, to decrease uh, the injury risk uh, but also to to just build a, a good foundation and and making your legs the muscles and your ligaments and tendons stronger even your skeleton 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 yeah even your skeleton will be will be stronger from from the strength training so uh, we will divide this into four steps uh, there will be actually a strength uh, program in the, the endurance for badminton uh, ebook but the step one is to to do higher reps which is about 20 15 20 reps for two three weeks uh, and that's just to to get used to exercise and um, and I would choose something to to really focus on in the beginning like a squat a leg press Bulgarian split squats uh, some type of uh, it could be a lunge something where you actually use like not a leg extension for instance or even a a deadlift or a hamstring say a straight leg dead, deadlift not something like that you need to use your quads because this will affect your ability to jump and uh, lunge uh, with more stability and strength so i would recommend squat leg press bulgarian split squats or lunges um, or even split squats um, and then you do the, the steps as I've said. So you start with two to three weeks of 20 reps. And that's going to hurt a lot. You, you should really go light on the weight. Like really, really light. Just get your technique down. Um, get some sort of adaptation to to the strength training. even though it's, And I hear it's going to be a lot of pain because 
yeah 20 reps in a squat even though it's not <laughs> even if you're doing it uh, like body weight or or with um, with just a bar if you're doing it as to grass which i recommend then uh, yeah it's it you're gonna feel it even in the beginning like i would say that the first two phases are the most painful ones uh, if you're talking about muscular pain because the next step is hypertrophy which is a fancy word for building muscle and um, here you do about 12 repetitions in so you stick with the same exercise in uh, each step or each phase and um, the hypertrophy hypertrophy phase is supposed to actually build muscle because even though a strong muscle even though a big muscle isn't necessarily stronger than a small muscle uh, it depends on how the person has been training but what we can say is that if if two muscles muscles are um, the, the nervous system is the same on two muscles and one is bigger then that muscle will be stronger um, because when we're doing the first two steps then we're of course we're training the nervous system because we get um, more uh, efficient movement with the exercises but if you were to talk about the phase three which is the strength phase then here we are doing two to five repetitions and here it's actually not the muscles that are working as much as the ner nervous system here we're trying to get the nervous system to uh, to get the muscles to contract at uh, at maximum strength so we want to be able to um, use all of the muscle fibers that are active uh, we want to be able to use them for moving the weight so if hypertrophy is, is more about making the muscles work the strength phase is uh, making the muscles work efficient more efficiently with uh, help of the nervous system and that will then try translate to the power and explosiveness which is the nervous system um, who who uh, like here no before i even say anything about that we need to explain that uh, if you want to build explosiveness then firstly you should do three to six repetitions uh, about three sets and you're supposed to do it with 30 to 60 percent of your uh, of your one rep max say if you if you squat 100 kilos then you should do uh, explosive squats even maybe even jumping squats with 30 to 60 kilos however uh, the literature is a bit is not uh, totally clear on, clear on this it's sometimes it's 30 to 50 sometimes it's 30 to 60 i would say yeah go about 30 to 50 because in most cases when we get to uh, to 60 percent then we we aren't explosive enough because if you if you want to be faster or if you want to be more explosive then it's really important that uh, the exercise uh, the repetition is done fast so you can't see a sprinter being faster because he jogs that's just not how it works it can be beneficial for a sprinter because he gets increased aerobic capacity but uh, he doesn't get better at sprinting uh, and the same goes for like you can't train explosiveness you can't train you can't get a better vertical jump if you are used to to do a 
a half squat and just a half jump. Um, you need to be to do the exercise fast. With that being said, you need to have a lot of control because this is the very dangerous part. Uh, I've cracked my meniscus in my knee uh, because I've, I've, um, I did uh, some really heavy squats when I was like 17. I had uh, 140 kilos on the bar and I did two, two reps um, where I just, I didn't, I didn't break on the way down. The eccentric part as it's um, more scientifically called. I didn't care about that, so I, I basically bounced uh, and went up again, and it worked until the next day when I uh, <laughs> couldn't walk. So you need to to go down with control, so the eccentric part is really controlled. You get down to where you want to, then be explosive from, and then you explode up. Um, so so that's that's important. So so we train both the. In the first phase, we get the muscles ready. Uh, we get the hype, uh, nervous system ready for uh, how we should uh, that we're gonna do an exercise and how we are supposed to do the exercise as a squat, for instance. Uh, we also make sure our ligaments, tendons, um, skeleton, everything is um, gets to to uh, to have a phase of um, adapting to. To a new strain so they get stronger actually we strengthen the tendons and joints and everything during this first phase and that will continue during every phase um, but the first phase is just important to to build a base and the hypertrophy we also get stronger joints and skeleton and and, uh, um, and uh, that but uh, then we get to the strength where it's more of the nervous system and then the, the phase four of power and explosiveness, explosiveness, explosiveness which is also the nervous system and, and getting the muscles to fire fast. Okay, so uh, when you do that uh, and you build a base then then you can you can basically start over uh, from like you take a week off strength training and then do it again. So I would recommend that you, like maybe you could spend a bit more time in the strength phase, just because you can't get that strong in like two weeks. It, it takes a bit of time. Uh, however, this is, is really individual and there are some players who are really explosive, um, just naturally. They don't do any explosive, uh, they, they don't do any plyometrics, they don't do anything and they are still so explosive that it's, ridiculous those um, players are usually the ones who get injured because they are actually the bodies uh, can't handle the force that they can produce so they are more likely to to get some uh, some injuries from that and it's a real it's a real big problem uh, i know a lot of people who who have had tough times with with that thing and they need to spend um, a lot of time just building a, a solid foundation of strength and getting uh, ligaments and tendons ready and also because they can jump high it doesn't mean that they can land efficiently and if they don't have the technique on landing efficiently and actually be strengthening the muscles who who control our landing 
if they don't get that under control early, then they will more, most likely get even more hurt. So it's important to, to if, if you're one of those um, players who are too explosive, then you need to spend a lot more time in the first three steps. Just building the base, building the foundation, uh, and maybe work on, on absorbing the force when you're landing. But then we also have some players who, like, they, no matter how much they, they do vertical jumps and uh, strength training, they just can't jump higher, they aren't faster, they, nothing happens. And that's a different problem. They can actually spend a lot of time jumping without getting injured because they can't jump high enough. And that's a problem because they can't recruit the muscle fibers fast enough to actually be able to jump. And for those players, I would um, I would say that uh, go through the steps, like get the foundation uh, in phase one, uh, do some hypertrophy, actually be, having big muscles, even though it might be really bad for singles players, for instance, because they want to weigh less, uh, it might be beneficial uh, just to build a little, a little bit of muscle because it's really hard to build muscle, so you just shouldn't be afraid of it. But then you should really want to focus on the strength uh, because if you can get really strong then you will have a bigger potential for being explosive and uh, like this I'm not the best in in building power and explosiveness uh, not just me as, as a Benham player but me as a coach there are people who know knew, <sighs> can't speak who are more knowledgeable than me in that area but I would say that you need to get someone who actually can look at you and what you need because um, you need to get some specific uh, focus if you have re if you're having problem with uh, with building the power and explosiveness so um, but yeah anyways when you get to that phase you you need to um, to choose some other exercises like uh, maybe you should do drop jumps or some vertical jumps, some lateral jumps, some long jumps. Um, like just getting to get someone who can who can make a plan with some great exercises for you um, and uh, like continue to strengthen up the, the muscles who... Uh, who absorb the force when you land because if you get more explosive but you don't work on the muscles who, who will help you not get injured then well we know what's gonna happen then so uh, in order to to get the most out of your aerobic uh, capacity then you need to have the muscular endurance to go with it and uh, yeah as i said this is going to be in the ebook this was just um, a short a short it's like 45 minutes um, a short podcast about the subject because I think there's a lot of things we don't think about when we speak about endurance and how it affects us as badminton players so uh, anyways thank you for listening uh, follow me on Instagram it's badmintonvetenskap which is the Swedish but you can also search for badminton science uh, you could also go to my uh, personal trainer Instagram which is robert un underscore underline how do you say that in English? <laughs> um, uh, I'm just gonna. Is that? 
Robert and well, I need to figure this out and you will be a part of it. How do you say underscore is that? Yeah, underscore. Uh, Robert underscore Johnson, J-O-N-S-S-O-N underscore P-T as in personal trainer. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you've learned something and I will let you know as soon as the endurance uh, for badminton ebook is out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend.